Hey guys, and welcome to the Family Business Indaba podcast. We are the voice of African family business, promoting generational wealth and generational legacies. And my name is Susan Tendi. And I am Nika Amani. And we're going to be taking you through the journey of African family business. Charewa. Um, it's been 24 years now uh, of marriage and uh, 11 of those are within the entrepreneurship uh, arena. Uh, it hasn't been easy as you know um, as Africans we all African women we have a plethora of uh, challenges that we go through um, but uh, it is what it is, and we soldier on, we get on with it. Uh, now, I'm just going to quote um, Abdul Kalam, uh, who said that empowering women is a prerequisite for creating a good nation uh, where society um, with stability is assured. So uh, the reason why... Uh, I'm doing this is to have an assured society, uh, whether you are in Nigeria, whether you are in Cameroon, whether you're in Zimbabwe, uh, if we can have an assured uh, society, um, that's all we need in order for us to get along. Um, now, um, I'm gonna start with the roles. Uh, that we play uh, when you are an in, a, a female entrepreneur, uh, you find that at work, you are the boss. Uh, home, you're expected to be the wife. And in many cases, uh, the reason why I, cho I intentionally chose to share with you some personal issues that I, I know for, 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 for sure that not a lot of people share, uh, but because we are in a very closed uh, group right now, so I, I felt I, I, I can always share. Um, the reason why uh, I also chose to share is because not a lot of people talk about it. In our African context, it's, it's kind of taboo. Uh, in, in, in the Zimbabwean uh, context, we call it um, uh, showing off your armpits. Uh, it, it's a no-no, uh, but for now, I'm just gonna go in and dive in and talk about it. Um, the roles and the identities that we as uh, female entrepreneurs uh, put out there. Uh, for instance, when I'm at work, I'm the boss, I'm the managing director, I'm the founder of, a, of an organization and people respect me, uh, people uh, ask for things from me. Uh, and then when I go home, I'm supposed to be the wife, very submissive, especially in the African context, uh, very submissive uh, and you, 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 you uh, expected to do things a certain way. 
Uh, I don't know if I'm making sense. Um, so uh, those roles are really the ones that I'm going to talk about. And um, we are, as women, uh, denied ownership of resources. Uh, let's say you are in the home, your husband is likely to tell you, oh, you, you be the boss at work and not in here. And, and, and you wonder, so how do you reconcile? I'm, I'm the boss at work, but at home, I'm supposed to be subdued. I'm supposed to be very submissive and I'm supposed to do all these things. Even, even uh, the in-laws, they expect certain things from you. So these are some of the things that I'm going to talk about in, in the 30 minutes that Titi and Nike gave me. Um, I'm also going to talk about the social cultural activities uh, that we are expected uh, to undertake as entrepreneurs. Uh, but you remember, you are also uh, a, a mom, you're also a, a daughter-in-law, you're also a sister-in-law, you're also a church member, probably an elder or a deacon at some church. Uh, you are supposed to also play these roles. I have grouped these roles as such because these are some of the challenges that as female entrepreneurs, we go through, but we call them soft challenges. Uh, I will talk about the hard challenges uh, in terms of um, access to finance, but I know that story, you have heard it a, a lot of times. Uh, this is why I wanted to concentrate on the softer issues. Uh, the, the issues to do with even your marriage, how does it come in um, if you're married? How does it come in uh, in your entrepreneurship journey? How do you keep the balance? How do you balance it out? Um, and also parenthood, how do, you, how do you balance all those? So th these are some of the things that I'm going to talk about. Um, I know you probably expected me to give you a heads up. I will at the end give you a heads up on uh, how to tackle uh, this entrepreneurship journey uh, in, the, in a professional setting. But I have a feeling that these soft issues are also just as important uh, as uh, tackling um, uh, the hard issues. Right. According to my topic, I'm supposed to, uh, the, you want to understand how I flourished as a female founder. And I chose to focus on the softer issues. I'll talk about our roles and identities. Um, personally, I struggled uh, with the roles. How do I relate, uh, especially after working with my husband at work? I'm the boss because I'm the founder. At home, uh, he's, he's, he's uh, obviously the boss. Um, uh, I don't know about being the founder, probably <laughs> the founder as well. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it, it was so difficult for me to just balance the two, you know? And, and you know, as a husband, he, I, I'll use my husband. I know he doesn't have a problem with me sharing his story with you as well. So as a husband, he would also have his strategies. Uh, if there's anything that he wants to push, uh, for example, we have 
we are not getting along pertaining a certain subject at work, you would push it at home. And, and most of the times, because at home, I'm a little bit, I'm also submissive. So all those uh, dynamics uh, you should also expect, especially when you, especially in this day and age, you're likely to be working with your partner, with your husband uh, or whatever. So expect that. So how did I overcome that? I would make sure that uh, office issues will not be discussed at home. Uh, and the roles, I would play my wifely role at home uh, perfectly. And, and, and also when I'm at work and make, I, I make sure that um, it is known that I'm the boss and I make the decisions and um, no decision will be made without my knowing what is going on. Not uh, saying that it wasn't happening, it would happen, uh, but I would call it out and make sure that I, I, I say, we can't have this, we can't have that. Yeah, and let's talk about the social cultural uh, aspects. Um, you know, it's only these days uh, that we have uh, COVID-19 uh, that we do not attend funerals, but even if it's a distant cousin, you'd be expected to go to that funeral, you'd be expected to uh, maybe cook if in, 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 in the Zimbabwean context, uh, the daughter-in-law is expected to be cooking to, And then the next day you're supposed to be in a board meeting thinking like the next guy who has had a full uh, night's sleep and has had it's nice I mean, during the night, and you've been cooking as up a storm uh, during the night whilst others are sleeping, and then you're expected uh, to perform the same way. Um, I don't know if you know about Kubi Indi. Uh, she, she's Zimbabwean. Uh, I'm told she was also in the Bond movies at one time. I don't know. Uh, Kubi Indi said, you need to choose your funerals you need to choose the funerals that you attend to because you cannot compete with the same guy who has been um, sleeping and having a good night rest. Uh, and yet you, you've been cooking up a storm at some funeral somewhere, uh, playing your, your, your daughter-in-law or sister-in-law roles, um, you know? Yeah. So, and, and also, um, uh, choose your battles. Uh, choose your battles right. Uh, you will find that as a as a as a girl boss or as a woman boss, people will try to find mistakes. You know, especially in the social setting or the cultural setting, they'll try to find mistakes or they'll try to find things just to just to nudge and 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 see how far you can go you know, uh, or how far, uh, how, um, how stable are you emotionally? Uh, they will tag on you here, they will tag on you there, uh, just to, just, just to uh, for lack of a better word, just to piss you off, you know, and it depends on how you will react uh, to that. So you need to choose your battles. Some battles are not worth fighting over. Why? Because we have so many, as entrepreneurs, we have so many things to think about. We have so many battles to fight. So choose your battles right. And um, 
even 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 the sister-in-law mother-in-law dynamics we can not escape from from all those and um you, you still need to choose your battles and the marriage setting as well the marriage setting um the husband they have their own needs the kids they have their own needs if you have grown kids like i do uh they are constantly comparing you uh whether you are you know how it is uh when we were growing up we would always side with the mom but because the mom is now economically uh empowered uh the kids will probably side with the dad because they they, they feel uh, sorry for him or they feel like he's not being treated fairly let me just sort out my lighting there you go yeah so so you need to also take care of that in a in a very clever way so that you you still you still uh um make sure that the relations are not strained between you and the kids yeah and um kids have a way of judging you know like oh mom is not is not uh, being wifely especially if you have boy children oh she's not behaving in a wifely manner uh she should be doing this she should be doing that so you you choose your battles um the battle is not between you and um and and the extended family only but sometimes within your own family uh there can be battles that you will not be able to fight and how i've been able to do that i've been able to sit the kids down explain some things even things that are not even necessary to explain you need to keep a clean sheet uh, a slate for yourself so that yeah, there are always cordial relations between you and the kids um yes i've talked about parenthood now let me talk about um the business side how you can flourish i'm i'm so glad i i think i kept my time it's now 17 past 4 my time um the business side how you can flourish uh roslyn musaruru atarewa started this business in 2009 so that means i am 11 years into uh, running sedex uh when i started off i was just your typical entrepreneur just starting uh i would do catering there i would be having a a little shop that used to sell baby clothing there and uh, i'll be having this and that you know a lot of things just uh to 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 keep afloat i i i was not inspired to start the business i started the business um just to to have a livelihood to take care of my family um and just to empower myself and then as the journey continued i then saw that there were a lot of uh, female entrepreneurs within the the arena that i was in and i kept you know now wanting to know what has made them survive what has made them be who they they are and i kept emulating one or two three people just to you know um so that i don't have to reinvent the wheel sometimes i would actually go and knock on these uh people I, I, they are now my mentors of course uh but i would just go and knock and say so how did you handle this marriage issue that i'm having how did you handle this 
family issue that I'm having. So do not hesitate to reach out uh, to people. This is also how I, I, I made it. And um, in, I, 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 when I started off, uh, I didn't have much education. Uh, I then started educating myself, uh, uh, attaining a degree here, doing this and that until I got to where I wanted. Uh, but now I have a master's in business administration as well as the, the last degree that I, I did. Uh, but I, I think I'm uh, also addicted to education somehow because I, I registered for, for another degree. I'll not talk about it. So why am I saying this? Educate yourself. Educate yourself over and over. You can never stop learning. Uh, if there's anything that I'm going to share with you that's important that you're going to hold on to today, don't stop learning. It's very important to just keep abreast with what's going on, what are the trends in the world. Uh, this is how, as women, uh, we also uh, get to have a voice, especially when you're sitting in a board where they are men only. Uh, you get to have a voice, you get to speak knowledgeably uh, about whatever subject. So don't stop reading, keep reading about anything and everything. Um, Angela Merkel, uh, she was once asked in a book uh, that's called uh, The Confidence Code uh, that I read some time back, uh, how she, how, how she, she stands heads and uh, shoulders with the men in, 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 in the presidents and prime ministers of this world. And she said that she, she always reads um, about a subject matter that she's going to make a presentation about. So in order for you to have the confidence, you have to know your stuff. So this is why I've also been educating myself and making sure that I, I know things. In that vein, I've also joined organizations whereby uh, I can educate myself, but at the same time get finances, uh, financial assistance, um, I can apply for, for grants and loans and stuff. And, and also, uh, I've also been able to pivot when, when, when it's necessary to do so. Uh, don't get stuck in your, in your lane. I know it's very important to, to focus on a certain uh, subject matter. For, for example, I, I, I was doing uh, cleaning services. I was providing cleaning services to corporates. And um, as time went on, I saw that I need to pivot somehow, some way. And I, I, I looked at the detergents that we were using to provide this service. So I then started manufacturing the same detergents. And right now we now have the detergents even in the retail sector, we have in supermarkets and, and wholesale uh, markets. So, so you cannot afford to stay where you are. You have to constantly think about where do I need to go in order for you to stay afloat, to keep afloat. It's just um, one of my lecturers once said, uh, it's just like you are crossing a river and you, and you are standing on a stone and this stone is starting to, to sink or this rock is starting to sink. Do you keep standing on the on a sinking rock no 
you hop on to the to the next one so that you don't sink. So that that's what we need to do uh, to keep afloat. Uh, just keep reinventing, keep innovating, uh, and and keep looking for new ways of doing things. Um, what else can I share with you? Um, I see that I have about seven minutes left, so um, I can share with you as well as uh, as well uh, in terms of uh, talent identification within your organization or within your setting. I don't know uh, what kind of settings you have. Um, uh, personally, I have people that I have employed, like for, for example, I employed one guy as an accountant and it is my role or my duty to make sure that my eye is on my people and to see what, what are their talents, what are their their, their passions, what are they passionate about? I've changed one guy from accounts department to, do, to, to come and do operations and he is thriving. So it is your duty as the owner of the business to make sure that you have uh, the right people in the right places. Uh, don't look at, oh, this one is qualified and that, that means they, 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 they are based in whatever, um, uh, discipline that you have, they have applied in. Be as flexible as possible to change your people around. Make sure that you get the best out of them, and um, and also uh, pertaining the human resources. Uh, can you just make sure that you've made your people happy? Uh, it is to your advantage, you know. Uh, if if your people are happy. Um, then you won't have issues uh, like people going on strike, people uh, going to other companies with your with your with the knowledge that they've taken from you, or people starting their own businesses. I also uh, personally don't have a problem with uh, people starting their own businesses, especially when it comes to cleaning services or to manufacturing detergents. Uh, right now, because we are in great need of those things, especially in the COVID era that we are in. So, so I don't have any issues uh, uh, to, 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 to just pass on knowledge because uh, what else, what can, you, what can they do? The market is too big. So you just have to have that right mindset or the, the good heart to, to share with whoever has now decided, or your team, even if it's the same, if it's the same um, uh, type of industry, if, it's, if they are also within your same, the same industry, just share with them, you lose nothing. In fact, what I've seen it doing is, it makes the other guy lose interest because they'll be thinking, why are they sharing? Why are they sharing with me? <laughs> so that means then, you know, there's, there's nothing to eat. So I share and share and share. I don't have a problem. And I've seen it. Um, once I share like that, I, people also get to share with me, of which is a plus for me. Uh, you run your own race, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And um, marketing. Uh, let me talk also about your marketing. Uh, this is the, the last thing that I'm gonna, I think, touch on. Um, marketing, I, I see it as the backbone of your organization in order for you to stay afloat. Uh, 
making sure that you have the right marketing strategies, the right package will help you get along. Um, within the marketing strategy, make sure that you put in your CSR strategies as well, so that you, whilst you are getting uh, the market share that you need, you're also giving back to the same community that's giving you uh, back. So yeah, um, um, marketing also, um, I, I, I personally prefer as an entrepreneur, or maybe it's because we're still very small, um, I also prefer um, uh, just outsourcing some of these uh, marketing, these services like the marketing uh, department, I outsource and make sure that I get the best uh, that I can get at a very minimal uh, price. Um, you know, they, they call, they, I don't know, I don't know why they call me the Indian because I'm just frugal. I just make sure that I make use of each and every cent that I get. And I make sure that it, it is worked to my, to the, to the last of its value. And, and, and if I am to waste money, I'm wasting it on the employees, making sure that they are well taken care of. And if you have a team that's well taken care of, it, 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 it's sort of like, um, is a plus on your business, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 it is the differentiating uh, aspects uh, if we compare it to other people's businesses. So your employees have to be motivated enough. Um, I've made a decision to, to employ more women than men. I, at one time I had 500 employees. Most of them were, were females and I would take time to sit them down and talk about empowerment issues and make sure that they're starting their little small businesses in their communities, even if it's cleaning houses, wherever they are, I would just give them also tools to make sure that they, they do it in a perfect way. And also make sure that the job that they are coming here to do allows them to, to have extra time to do their own thing. So yeah, and um, I know I haven't talked much about marketing, even though I said it's very important, um, but it's, it's, it's also important to outsource this, the, the service that is marketing uh, and, and also outsource um, the accounts, um, uh, department as well. If you if if you are still small uh, and you are not very well versed in those areas, you are better off outsourcing and making sure that you at least you get the result. You know the result you want, and at least you get the result that you want. And lastly, uh, I left this uh, to, to be the last thing. Um, I want to talk about your planning. Uh, planning has made me um, different from my peers. Uh, I always come up with a strategic plan at the beginning of the year. Uh, and I use a tool that's called, um, what's that tool? It's, uh, let me think about the name of the tool. Um, this tool is so easy to use when you're doing a strategic plan and it, 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 it allows you to um, 
delve into your business in terms of what is the problem that you have, right? What is the problem that you have? That, that is the first thing that it asks you. So you come up with a problem tree and you list your problems around the tree. And then you come up with the solutions answering these problems that you would have come up with, the solutions. And then you come up with the timelines of how to execute the, the solutions and then the budget and then all other things. So it's very important for you to plan, 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 plan. Remember, even if you're not planning, you're still planning to fail. So you'd rather choose your, 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 your heart. Is your heart uh, planning and at least uh, getting some bit of success? Or is your heart not planning, but at the end of the day failing? So I leave for having me. Uh, thank you. I will hand over to you, Tsitsi and Nike. Thank you so much, Ms. Roslyn. That was so valuable. Um, our chat box is a bit on fire right now. <laughs> I, I need to look for the question. Um, the first question that came through is, what do you wish to see in your business in a generation's time? And what steps are you taking to create a legacy enterprise? Oh, oh that's, a, that's a very good question. Um, so um, you may have seen that I was a little bit distracted when, when we started off. Um, yeah, my son, he was nudging me saying, I need this, I need that. So he was writing down some things to say, can you attend to this? Can you attend to that? Uh, so that's my succession plan right there. He is uh, uh, doing uh, business administration and entrepreneurship at a UK university. Uh, but my problem with him, he's also an entrepreneur. So you find that he, <laughs> he will, he will uh, want to move along with you, but at the same time, he has his own things going on. But um, I've also, I have a nine-year-old and, and an 11-year-old. These girls, I've also tried slowly to, to get them into business in a subtle way. Um, we sell hand sanitizers. Uh, so you find they'll come and say, mommy, how much is this hand sanitizer? Mommy, can I, can I sell this hand sanitizer and then give this one, this little one for free? Uh, what is my profit there? And I've tried to also give them a salary and make sure that they know uh, about how to manage finance. So, so I opened, uh, we call them kitty banks here, yeah, um, accounts for them. And I put some money so that they, they manage their own uh, money every, every month. Uh, even today, as I was leaving home, one of them was like, mommy, Um, will you allow to go with this card so that I can go and, and change my money into US dollars? I'm like, whoa, what did I create? So I've sort of like um, brought them all in and eventually I'll see who is interested in what. Brilliant. Thank you so much for that answer, Rosin. I think 
I'll jump to uh, latest answer that uh, that latest question that just came in in line with succession planning. So we just continue the discussion a bit. Uh, the question is from Noreen, and she's asking: Do you have a structured approach to your succession planning? And at which point would you know your son is ready to take on key responsibilities in the family business? Hmm. So, because my son is already at university, he runs he is the one who coordinates uh, the marketing department. He's the one who actually uh, suggested that we outsource because he's not always there, but he, he oversees uh, the marketing or, or department of the company. So he's already really uh, involved uh, in the company. And um, the structured appro approach, fortunately I belong to, I mean, the, to, um, PwC, uh, I'm affiliated with PwC. So they, I know this year uh, we are going to do succession planning and it will be all structured. Though I don't know, uh, I'm a little bit skeptical to see whether it is what I need or what they have to offer is what I need. So yeah, we'll see. Excellent. Um... How do you deal with situations where you deal with male counterparts who try to put you in your place? Have you ever had to deal with the old boys club where you find it hard to penetrate business opportunities because you're a woman and not part of the circle? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I deal with it every single day. I deal with it every day. Um, uh, I deal with it at home with the husband because sometimes they feel you are too much. Uh, you 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 want to boss them around because uh, at the end you, you you are earning money, right? And you feel like I'm supposed to make the decisions, at least you know half the decisions because I'm also earning money here. Uh, but because he's the African husband, then they want to take charge. They want to, yeah. So I deal with it. Like I said, you choose your battles. Uh, at one time, I, I had to choose between the marriage and the business. And, and I chose the business. And then he saw that, oh my goodness, I can lose this woman uh, if I keep playing this card. So he came around, but it is, uh, you have to be strong. You really have to be strong and choose your battles right and be of level, be level-headed. Uh, there is no room for emotional outburst. Uh, your emotional, um, uh, we call it EQ, right? Yeah, it has to be top-notch. Uh, you have to think like a man. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you how you do it, but um, I've had to even sit like a man and say, "How would a man think?" and just deliver like that. Yeah. So the old boys club, like for instance, you want to get into onto a board somewhere where there's a vote going on. Yeah, and the boys will gang up against you and. You, you have to also play the politics because if you don't, you, you won't get ahead. So I will also gang up with the ladies who are in, in the same arena and make sure that we, we support each other. You, let your, you, you tell them your intentions, let them know your intentions and let them support you. 
Wow. This is a, a, a real, real discussion, Ms. Roslyn. <laughs> okay, um, we've got a question here from Dr. Eleanor, and she's asking, Rosalyn, you started your business to survive and make ends meet. I want to know how intentional you were to go behind just surviving and actually build a corporation where you employed up to 500 people. Were there businesses, were there businesses you were looking up to, and did you attend a business training program? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said about learning that you don't stop learning. You remember I, I talked about not stopping to learn. So what I did was uh, on the onset, I started joining these business member organizations like uh, we have the Zimbabwe National Chamber of Commerce. We have uh, the Confederation, Confederation of Zimbabwe Industries here. And we have ZimTrade. We have all these uh, organization. So I, I, I joined them. After, I, after joining, I, I then made sure that I'm also in the decision-making <laughs> bodies of the same organizations. So I was extremely intentional. And even on the onset, I said, I want to run this business uh, professionally. This is how I even figured out that I have a gap within my educational prowess uh, that I needed to fill. And, and so I, I, I then started educating myself. Yes, I, atten- I attended, um, uh, I did uh, talent identification in the Netherlands. Uh, this is why I, I spoke about talent identification within your business. I did transformational leadership. I think this one was offered by some, Global Leadership, Global Women Leadership Network in the US. And I also did um, strategic business uh, management uh, with the the Swedes. So I I was just throwing myself out there. uh, And all these courses were, by the way, uh, they were just paid for, for free. I'll just uh, uh, get myself on a plane and just go there and learn for free. So yeah, I did. And I was very intentional. Excellent. Um, We have a comment from Joyce. We as women founders can also integrate our spouses into advisory boards. This embeds inherent support and builds family involvement as a framework. We should also use tools to, ma- to match, make our spouses' functions, competencies with advisory roles in our businesses. These advisory roles are part-time and thus durable. Um, I guess my question is, um, that's possible, um, but how does one deal with if one's spouse is jealous and the, the spouse refuses to engage? How, what's your thought on that scenario? Mm. Yeah, as I was, uh, when I was hearing you say that, uh, I kept saying, oh gosh, Joyce is such a good husband. (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) Because half the time um, they are are trying to undo you. They are trying to get the, uh, with mine, it was a case of um, step back let me take over as the man of the house, yeah. And you are trying to also run it as the visionary because I mean, you the husband doesn't have the vision. 
you have the vision, you know where you want to go. Uh, but, but he's saying, you're, you're a woman, so don't, you, don't, don't go as, as far as you want to go. So to, to Joyce, I'll say, if, if you do have that supportive husband, I, my husband was very supportive uh, when we started, but as the business grew, I think he felt like, oh, she's, she's way beyond her you know, abilities to, to run with this thing, she needs help. And, and probably I misread as in, why would you want to take the one thing that I built uh, by myself to take it away from me and ask me to go and sit at home? It's not fair. So if you have a husband who is very supportive, who is, who is, who is, who, who, who will uphold you no matter how far you've gone, uh, yeah, you put them in your advisory board, you do and uh, you integrate them. But otherwise, my advice is keep it separate. I'm always saying this, keep it separate in order for you not to have issues. Don't, don't, don't put, him, put them there. Just keep it separate so that you, you are also independent. You, you also make your own decisions. Yeah. Um, as a family governance advisor, your answer, <laughs> So it was, was very apt. Um, it's interesting how um, when business is just processes and um, formulas, you can change those parameters and you can optimize it. However, when you then add the family aspect, which is the different relationships and the different societal roles that we play, it can become very complex even when you want to have that conversation and um, sometimes egos come into play when even with the most supportive spouses, you do have moments where if the other person gets more successful, yet you were dreaming together and all of a sudden it seems like, well, they didn't really, they weren't really dreaming that big. I was dreaming big and my dreams aren't coming true. And she was just tinkering around and all of a sudden this is happening. And so I guess the discussions are a lot harder because no one will admit to the fact that I am jealous because to a certain extent, it's admitting that the other person is more successful than I am. And even in um, sibling relationships, that can be a really difficult um, admission. It can be a really difficult discussion. So moving on, Dr. Eleanor says um, that when you were talking about HR, you spoke about a very critical point and understanding how to leverage the strengths of your human capital. Is it something that women entrepreneurs should especially learn to apply? I think so. I think so. Um, we, have you ever noticed how uh, people refer to us as we as oh, they are very emotional. Oh, they are this, they are that, you know? And it works to our disadvantage most of the times. Uh, so when you are level-headed and you look at your, at your people or at your employees and be able to pick out the talents that they have, you know, within themselves, it's, it's, it's a plus. Um, because even as we are mothers, uh, we do know that um, 
we do know that uh, this child is gifted in that, that child is gifted in that, you know, we can be able to drive that child along that, the, the, the same path that their gift is in. So it is the same way that we need to look at uh, employees, identify their talents, make sure that you place them in the right direction. And, and I, I, I also want to say uh, to Tsitsi about the siblings. It's the same thing. It's like uh, what you were talking about. Um, uh, I think it was in the context of spouses and then you spoke about siblings. Um, you find that sometimes it's like some siblings, it's like, oh, I'm born to be more successful than this one, I'm born to be more successful than that one. And when the least expected gets high up there, they will try to pull you down by uh, even uh, pointing out your weaknesses. So you just have to be, I'll, I'll repeat again, your, your, your emotional intelligence has to be high up there. You really have to bring your A game don't doubt yourself, you are enough. You know, even when I, 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 I was doing this education thing, I kept thinking to myself, oh, well, I need education to, to, to do these things. I need education to push me that way. Uh, I then realized, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all right as I am. You know, education aside, of course you need to educate yourself, but you're okay as you are. Uh, the structure is fine. So don't doubt yourself, don't, don't take out anything. You can be able to identify talent in your organization. You can be, ident you can be able to identify uh, issues that may arise in your organization uh, that you can identify today and deal with them today before they happen. So, yeah. Excellent, um, just one last question. Um, what happens when your in-laws put pressure on you to employ relatives? Does this complicate the relationship? I guess that's a, <laughs> a given. Yes, it does. How do you navigate that? <laughs> so, so by the way, uh, Nikkei, it's not in-laws only. It's your mom who wants their, 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 you to employ the niece or whatever. So it's, it's, all these people that expect things from you. And um, many a times they think you have the money because the business, from, from where they are sitting, the business is growing. Oh, there's a lot of money in there. So how come she's not employing this, that one? How come she's not employing that one? So by the way, I employed my sister-in-law. I employed my big brother. And um, at one time my big brother, almost, uh, I think, threatened violence on me. Um, it's like, you, you, you are the young sister, you should do this and that. I'm older than you. And I, I am sure he totally forgot that we were at work. And then I just instructed my HR to write him a warning letter. And the next time he did it, and then the third time he did it, the first, fourth time I fired him myself, I said, go. I cannot, I cannot deal with you until you are able to work with me, then maybe we can talk from there. So the emotional intelligence that I spoke about, you really have to know what is good for your business. I, 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 I always say, um, 
as the owner of the business, it is my duty to have my finger on the pulse. If the pulse is weak, it's my fault. I have to make sure the pulse is strong. So you remove whoever is in your way and make sure that the business survives. And at the end of the day, they will appreciate you because you are also gonna be helping the family financially when the need arises. So what good is it that they take the business down and then uh, they take the business down and then you're left jobless or you lose contracts where they mess up and you know. So all those people are no longer here. And in my family, people know that I, I hire and fire. I don't care who you are. As long as you don't do what's, what's supposed to be done, we're not getting along. Thank you so much, Rosalind. Um, final comment from Noreen. She says, we really appreciate your candidness in this discussion and such honesty is what we need across the continent to grow generational wealth. And indeed, I agree with what she was saying. Thank you so much for joining us today and for just pouring into us and helping us look at the issues that affect us in reality as we are women navigating the space where we are running family businesses and we are the majority owners of most family businesses on the continent continent. Um, I'd like to invite everybody who's on the session to join us for the next session. The links are still in your emails. And we do appreciate you, Rosalyn. This uh, recording will be available on our YouTube channel for anyone who wants to watch it again and keep on learning from Rosalyn. Is there any way any of the participants today can get hold of you or contact you? Uh, I think, I think uh, I'll, I'll give you my contact uh, details so that you can share with whoever uh, wants to, to touch base with me. Uh, I'm available to mentor anyone if anybody needs that service uh, because it was available to me as well. So I, I try to give back. And I, my other advice is uh, when you're starting a business, uh, you have no business giving people shares who do not or who have not worked for them, please, it's okay to have 100% of your business in your name, 100% of your business in your name, all the shares belonging to only you, it's still okay. Don't share 50-50 with someone who do not, uh, who has not given you money to put in, who has not given you anything. Business, and uh, personal, those are two different things. It is your duty to look after the business. Thank you, thank you Absolutely. for having me. Thank you so much, well, wise words from Rosalind. Thank you so much, Rosalind. And to everybody, okay. stay safe. Cheers. Okay.